Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Mike Florio, I mean, don't waste your time reading the... Reading crap like that. You can almost, if you if you look just right, you can see the devil on one shoulder. We, we need we need to do. <laughs> there the was Aaron a little Rogers devil on the left. Mad. There yeah. was a little everything in that face there. He yeah. didn't want to say. <laughs> Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading uh, reading crap like that. Great work and relevant now that Aaron Rodgers officially has held out a mandatory minicamp. By the way, I have Warning. raised with the publisher of playmakers that we want the back cover quote to be don't waste your time reading crap like that Aaron Rodgers I have a couple of other ideas I like quotes it. to put on there right Some instead of like vanity in them well I mean like you brought up yesterday it'd be I think it's like it's kind of on brand for you it's a new wrinkle like you're right like why do you always need to read the book and get those like you know boring you know, already already organized quotes like, and you're like, oh, oh, great, great. The guy he likes this book. I, I think that's kind of cool. I think it's kind of fun. I think As you got a few anyone, other quotes you could add on there. Anyone ever picked up a book at a bookstore, if there even are bookstores right. anymore, and seen those quotes on the back and said, "Well, now I'm buying it. I wasn't before, yeah, but now I am because some guy who's probably friends with with the author has provided the quote." of a book that the person hasn't read, I'm I'm in now. I'm I'm sold. Let's buy it. So I I want something where somebody looks at it and says, hey, it's kind of funny. Yeah, this All guy's right, crazy. I'm right. glad I'm glad that this. I'm I'm buying this. Right. Speaking speaking of the possibility of profanity yeah. in the quotes that would be on the the back of the cover of the book, I I've i have something that showed up yesterday that is uh, incredibly awesome. Oh, I just have to man. be very careful how much of it I show because the 56th birthday gift from Christopher, I got to be careful. Don't bump up. Uh, that uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, We're on Peacock fast. and it's LT. People Lawrence expect Taylor. it. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor inscribed to me. People were like, well, it's going to be worth a lot less now. Those things aren't worth anything if they're personalized. I ain't selling it. <laughs> right. I don't care. Right. It's priceless to me. So it's written to me, and he he writes my last name exactly the same way I sign checks. So don't keep don't let Lawrence Taylor get around my checkbook. <laughs> okay. Happy fifty sixth birthday. Hope your big fifty six goes well. Lawrence Taylor, fifty six, Hall of Fame, ninety nine, eighty six MVP, three times DPOY, champs twenty one twenty five, and then at the very bottom. Oh, the best part. I I I had to. I I my wife and I actually had the conversation last <laughs> night. What do we do when our little granddaughter one of these days walks <laughs> right. by that frame and sees a bad mother trucker? <laughs> and I said that we'll just tell her it says a bad That's mother right. trucker. It's bad handwriting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, he meant that that F to be a T and an R. Right. It's it's, it's you know, he, he trucked people on the field. He was a bad mother 
trucker. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. That is so awesome. Uh, I'm glad. I'm I, glad you I, like it, man. Yeah. I really am. Uh, it, it was. Now, where's my chocolate covered pretzel? Uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. Sorry, <laughs> no, not, not going to happen. But uh, I mean, really, big thanks to to Lawrence LT. Seriously, for him doing it. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. That was fun, kind of reconnecting with him. Had some funny text messages. I can't read them on air because they have some of those words too. Uh, but but either way, did you way, show up at his house in the middle of the night like he used to show up at your house in the no, middle of the night when you were growing up? No, I did not. I did not. But I, I wish I could read back the text chain a little bit, especially when I first <laughs> approached him about it and stuff, because he you know gave me a little bit of a hard time too. But. Uh, uh, I'm glad you like it, man. 56. Well, I'm glad it came through. Yeah, it's cool. And I'm glad he added a little flair on there. You know, a little sorry London there on the, the bottom of the uh, jersey. Oh, it's just oh, perfect. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't know what it says about me, but that's my favorite part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, uh, one How, of these days there, there, w- there will be a little five-year-old, hopefully, walking around and uh or six-year-old whatever age they start reading i don't know in your case 12 but uh i say you ain't getting any you ain't getting any you know i'm not gonna change uh, just because you got me a nice shirt but yeah I, that, that's a good problem to have yeah I, yeah don't I, worry i love that part of it don't I worry love that part of it they gotta grow everybody up. i said everybody i said a picture of it too i the follow-up picture was that part highlighted oh yeah how could it not be so they could they could appreciate it yeah yeah i mean that it's uh and and i i wrote on the note when i sent the the jersey down to lawrence and everything like yeah free reign go ahead you know write whatever you want so i was very interested in in what he would write but uh yeah he kept it classy with a little cool lt flair there and you know i'm a little disappointed too you don't you look pretty good today. You look awake and, you know, I don't know. You're, you got energy. My, my, I mean, you didn't really go hard last I'm night, fine. huh? No, I, no, I, 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 moderation, baby. Look, that's, uh, no, I'm not going to. It's the key to 56. To okay. We got a show to do. And yes, and moderation <laughs> is one of the keys to making it this far and uh, not looking like you're 76 when you're 56. But, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, my, I gotta, I gotta be sharp. I gotta be able to talk for two hours i i didn't want this experience to be as miserable as it was the morning after our encounter with jerry and stephen jones yeah in i hear you indianapolis and thank god i didn't get on the bus that night or i wouldn't have shown up i've told you that story before yeah but no i i was i got six hours of sleep good so for I'm, you I'm, I'm i'm good to go no right, well good. five hours five hours five hours my, my standard five i do my five at night and one in the afternoon that probably will get me into a grave faster than any of the beverages I may or may not have had last night. But it was, it was a good night. We got, you know, the weather cooperated. You always got to worry about it this time of year. You never know when a storm is going to blow through. Had a little pizza, a little sausage and peppers, uh, birthday cake, a big cigar, in that oh, order. Yeah, yeah I, I that's the way to do it. That is the order. The food, right. or the food was going to exit. So uh, anyway, on that happy note. But thank you, though. That that really was awesome. Happy birthday, big guy. all day. You the man. And, and, and the... The package got delivered to the wrong house, by the way. Oh, so are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I did not know that. So that that's amazing. I'm glad you found it. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you never know what a package Sometimes, hey, the rule here is if it shows up, it's mine. Yeah, so right, I'm just, right. I'm glad that. I'm glad that the rest of my neighbors aren't, this, you know, the same kind of ass that I am. Yeah, uh, few I'm, are. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've walked many a package down the hill in the rain. And uh, back up the hill in the rain. So uh, that's what good neighbors do because they know where you live. Okay, Um, what you need to know today starts in Green Bay, where the problem between the Packers and quarterback Aaron Rodgers continues. It's finally real now to the extent anybody was like, well, we'll wait and see what happens if and when he shows up for mandatory minicamp. Now there's reason to say, "Uh uh-oh, uh, doesn't mean he won't be there for training camp, but he's not there for mandatory minicamp. And let's start it off, Chris, because we talked about it yesterday extensively. And I get complaints from people that we spent time talking about. You said, what the hell else were we going to talk about yesterday? It's the reigning MVP of the National Football League who has held out of mandatory minicamp. Who's ever done that? What franchise quarterback ever does that? What reigning MVP is ever anything but all in with his team the next year? It's the most significant story in the NFL. And I got pushback. Oh, oh, baby. Spent 40 minutes talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yes! Yes! Why wouldn't we, Chris? 
Uh, I mean, of course. He's he's the biggest story in the NFL right now. Yeah, and and like, you know, everything you laid out, why wouldn't me? It's mandatory minicamp. It's relevant to the day. You know, we know he's still not happy. And like you said, this situation, it, it's unheard of where it's the best player on a team, an MVP, you know, is dealing with, wait, a team trying to replace him. And, of course, he wants security and all those things. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we haven't seen anything like this uh, that I can remember really other than maybe since John Elway and, and Maddox, right, in the early 90s, maybe similar to this. But I feel like that was even done in a different way. Um, so, of course, this is going to be the, the, the major sh- uh, story uh, on, on the show. The one guy who is blameless in all of this, the one guy who has, above all others, the right to be sorry in advance, Manchester, pissed off about what's going on, is the guy who didn't make this mess, hasn't contributed to this mess, and is just taking care of business with a 26-6 and regular season record in two years. Head coach Matt LaFleur, here he is yesterday talking about the situation. I'm not going to get into my conversations with Aaron and, and the communication. And um, I think, you know, I'm naturally optimistic. But, uh, you know, again, we'll take it day by day and just do whatever we can to uh, help remedy this situation. How much, if anything, do y'all lose by not him not being here for these three days? And how much does that answer change if maybe he's not here for the start of training camp either? Well, Steve, I think Aaron's got a, a ton of experience, and um, he's not a guy that I, I worry about particularly that much. He, he's a pro's pro. Um, I know he knows how to take care of his body and, and get himself ready to play, so that, that is not uh, much of a concern for, for us at all. Two, two quick observations on the tail end of that, Christopher. First, a pro's pros at mandatory minicamp. If you're a pro's pro, you're there for the things that are labeled mandatory. You're there. Pro's pro, mandatory minicamp goes together. Secondly, takes care of his body. Last time we saw him, he's down 15 pounds. He's, he's eating okra or something like that. I don't know what it was. The Tom Brady method. Yeah, he's, he's definitely some, on some, some sort of cleanse. cleanse. Right, right. Yeah, he's, he's not looking like quarterback body right now. He's looking like post-football body right now. So... I don't know that he's properly taking care of his body. So I, 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 I look, LaFleur is saying what he has to say to not further inflame the situation, but he has to be beside himself. And like I said, he's the only one in all this who has the right to say, this is not my mess. I didn't cause this That's mess. Right. I haven't contributed to this mess, and I'm the one that has to go out and talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, he's going to have to deal with it. That's why he's the head coach. There's no doubt about that. I mean, first off, Rodgers – yeah, it, this is a weird situation, but I do think he's he's a guy that, uh, again, we're not going to worry about him coming to training camp out of shape or he hasn't thrown enough footballs and he's got tendonitis in his elbow. That That's what he means by that. And I also think because of this, you know, I, again, I, I know we talked about this with the cleanse and all of that a few weeks ago when he was on with Kenny Mayne. That's one of the reasons I didn't think he'd be at you know, uh, the mandatory mini camps and OTAs. Remember, I said, I kind of, it kind of looks like he's just getting ready. His offseason started. You know, oh, I'm going to lose the weight, get really, get really clean, my body, like, you know, humming on all cylinders, and then I'm going to start to work out and put weight on and start doing sprints and running and things like that. So he's basically started his offseason process way late because he's been dealing with the drama of some of this stuff early on in the offseason. Um, but, but, like, the guy we saw there, to me, he's the key to the situation. Even though he's not to blame, he's the guy that's going to make it happen and soothe it over and talk to him and, you know, eventually maybe get Rodgers in a place where he's just like, hey, man, come on, you know. I, you know, hey, the front office, screw them. But, you know, we want you back. Come on, let's do something together. It's going to be on him and how he approaches that relationship and continues to make Rodgers feel comfortable from the coaching end and the locker room end to kind of coax them back in there. And I think that's where, you know, Matt LaFleur is going to have to earn some money over the next month just to make sure that all goes smooth. And, and it's a minefield for him because if he's having communications exactly. directly with Rodgers and says something to Rodgers, that Rodgers then, if he ever has any communications with Brian Gutekunst right. or Mark Murphy, Rodgers says, well, LaFleur told me this. Uh-huh. Or if LaFleur says something to Gutekunst, 
or Murphy, and then they say to Rogers, well, LaFleur told me this. I mean, he really is in the middle of this. He's caught in the crossfire. Anything he says can and will be potentially used against him, maybe not maliciously, but you're, you're trying to mediate this dispute, and you're dealing with some fairly stubborn individuals. Now, Devontae Adams, we're going to hear from him in a second. He said that Matt LaFleur addressed everything with the team. The elephant in the room was not ignored the way that some other coaches may be tempted to do it because this is the MVP of the NFL. He's not there. Everyone knows about it. And with him not there to talk about it, others are going to be talking about it, including Devontae Adams. Let's hear some of what he had to say yesterday about his missing quarterback. Any thought that using your power of persuasion to Aaron and saying, hey, whatever the hell is going on with you and your organization, let's just let's just come back for one more year, then we'll figure out 2022 um, at that time. I mean, it's easier said than done. I can say that. That's obviously the 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 morale that I come with that's that's the type of message I want to send to him but you know it's it's so much that goes into it um you know that once again that's that's positive a very positive outlook but it also can be viewed as selfish and I don't want to put any pressure on anybody that would be in that situation let alone um you know Aaron Rodgers so we're gonna let him figure it out and you know I'm sure he's already thinking of course I want to play with Tay so um I'm not saying anything that's probably not always already on his mind uh so at this point, it's just going to come down to the, the logistics and, um, you know, him and the, the rest of the club kind of ironing out whatever they have to figure out. And none of that's uh, on me. And I really don't know as much um, as, as what you guys probably think about it, too. So just let that let them handle that. And, um, you know, that's that's nothing for me. I got my own stuff to be worrying about. So, um, you know, obviously worry about, you know, missing my quarterback potentially. But as far as really ironing out and, you know, do this or do that, that's, that's not really my place. People that know him well know that he just – he loves you when you have his back. So, I mean, that's that's how I am naturally. So it's not forced, but um, I got his back through everything. So he knows at the end of the day, if he if if, if there's ever a wonder of, you know, he's lost a, a teammate or something because of all this come out, like he knows where I stand. Going back to the – I forgot who asked the question about if it was awkward. Um, it, it could never be awkward because I think that any GM, any president, any owner, they should want type of guys that are, you know, backing their players, especially a player like that. You may have seen a couple of white flashes while he was talking. There was no lightning happening at Lambeau Field. Those were edits made by the Packers because one of the things that Adams said that was edited by the Packers was, I'll stand on the effing mountain and scream on the mountaintop that I've got his back. And he said the full word. Instead of bleeping the word, they just dropped that that uh, sentence. That passage yeah but uh, I'll stand on the effing mountain and scream on the mountaintop that I've got his back and th- look that that's that's the dilemma that's created for the teammates you've got the back of the the quarterback and you just hope that the organization understands that you're going to support your guy and so if my guy is upset I'm I'm on his side I'm on team 12 right and sorry Goody Koontz, sorry Murphy, sorry Coach. I'm I'm supporting number twelve, and I think a lot of guys are going to feel that way. Yeah, no, no question, they are. And, and you know, the, to to your point too, with like Gutenkoost, Mark Murphy, whoever it is up in the front office, they understand that. And look, and and you know, really, Devonte Adams again just shows what what kind of professional he is. I mean, he just he says the right thing. His messaging's perfect. He he's yeah, I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side. But he says nothing disrespectful about anybody else, and he understands not to get involved in the business. Again, it's, you know, the NFL, it's, hey, Aaron Rodgers is the king of the team. These players aren't going to mess with him. There is a pecking order there in that way and everything like that. So, you know, that, the aspect of knowing in an NFL locker room, don't get another guy's business in the locker room. Right, it's it's not your place. You just do your job. You worry about wide receiver. So I mean, he sends the right message not only to Aaron Rodgers, the front office, but the guys in the locker room and everything like that. And he's in a tough spot too. I mean, he is. He he like Lafleur. He's got something to balance there as well because Devonte Adams, of course, is like, yeah, he wants Rodgers. He knows his career is better with Rodgers. We've talked about how it's not easy to find that type of connection he has with. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they have a thing where it's like, you know, they can look at each other, I bet you, and know like, oh, the guy's playing like this. Rodgers is going to want me to run the route like that. I mean, or run this route or whatever. That That is not easy to come by. So there's that. Devontae Adams wants to make sure he keeps that going, let alone, hey, you know, if he ke- keeps on the current pace, 
you know, he, he's underpaid as a wide receiver. He's going to want a new contract. So he's certainly not going to want to piss off the front office or say anything that, you know, is mean or, or, or disrespectful to them, too. So he's in a tough spot, but a real professional. And I thought he handled that just about perfectly. I, I thought he did as well. Yeah. And adding to this, you know, everything you said is spot on. Yeah. And when you're talking about a guy with a well-earned and long-standing reputation of being prickly, of being sensitive, it raises the stakes. Because when you're trying to thread that needle and keep everybody happy, you have to account for the possibility you accidentally say something that gets misinterpreted in sure. some way as a slight when you weren't even trying to do that. I mean, that's one of the realities a dealing with someone like Aaron Rodgers. You got to tiptoe around all the time because you it's the truth. I'm sorry. It's not like it's not like the bridge between Aaron Rodgers and me is going to get any more burned than it is. But the reality is and we all know people like this in our lives and if we don't then you are that person <laughs> where everyone's got to tiptoe around. Everyone's got to be careful. Oh, you don't know what Jim's going to say about this or that or oh, oh, you can't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't even hint at that. You know, you got what right. am I that guy? No, I, I'm actually I'm as you're saying, and I'm going. I wonder if I'm that, that that guy to my family. I might be that guy. I don't know. <laughs> that's I was you're like, only that guy <laughs> when there's a technical issue. Only when there's <laughs> a technical it. issue, then right. you instantly become that guy. It's like a superpower. <laughs> it's like some weird transmogrification of of Chris Sims to the incredible technology hating Hulk. That's what you <laughs> yeah. become. Yes. You are you are nothing like you otherwise are the rest of your life until anything goes wrong technologically. Then you become this I, giant ass. I do, yes. Uh, I love you, but it's yeah, true. That is so, true. I can't deny so that. So anyway. Yeah. Uh but and, I hear and Devontae you. Adams contract yeah. last year. This is it. Right. Twelve point two five million, woefully underpaid. And yeah, you want the front office to be happy and you want the guys who are going to be throwing you the footballs happy. And yeah. you know what? I think that I, who knows what what Aaron Rodgers has intimated to any of these guys, but I, I I don't know. It's even more important to tiptoe on eggshells if you think he's coming back. I think Adams, based on the way that I heard it, I think he thinks he's coming back. Yeah, I do too. I exactly, and I think that's why he answers the question the way he does. And I got his back, and you know the 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 scrubbed out quote that you know he uses the bad word for everything like that he's making it sure you know he's he's expecting yeah I think he's gonna be back and and uh, I got his back because he wants to hit the ground running like he did last year certainly doesn't want to deal with like what you're talking about drama or having to have a conversation with Rogers because he said something I didn't mean to say it this way or whatever so yes uh, I thought he approached it th that way too, Mike. That's something that uh, I definitely was going to bring up. That it, He approached it like, I, I think the guy, we're going to see him in a month, and we'll see. And, you know, again, here, with Devontae Adams, and, you know, we talk about the tiptoe, the balance of, you know, the, the players have, you know, between, okay, I want to be respectful to Rodgers. He's the man in the locker room. You know, that's the way an NFL locker room works. I don't want to be disrespectful to the front office. I want to be careful that, you know, I don't say anything bad about them, you know, but also like in an NFL locker room, man, like the, 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 I can't even imagine the conversations that are going on in there right now. But like, I'm trying to like in my own career, it would have been similar to like, uh, it's like we're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a year or two after they've won the Super Bowl. Derek Brooks is still one of the best linebackers in football. And we drafted another linebacker to replace him. It would be constant conversation about that in the locker room. I mean, especially when it happened. That's why I don't think you're ever going to see anybody totally disrespect Rodgers on the roster either, letting alone know he's going to come back. But like in the NFL player world, when something like that happens, like I bet you those Packers players that night of the draft were like, <gasps> what? Like what? And they were texting each other like, can you believe this? They're doing this to Rodgers. They're doing this to Rodgers. And I bet you they were having like – faces and saying things like that all year last year. So it, it's, again, they're aware of the personal side from Rodgers, the business side with the front office, but it's just unheard of kind of in the hierarchy of the NFL locker room for the king to kind of be replaced this way. And I think they expect drama when they see that type of thing, I guess is what my point I'm finally getting to there. 
And if the King is going to be replaced, it will be a replacement from Jordan Love, the quarterback that the Packers acquired by trading up from number 30 to number 26 in the 2020 draft. Here are both Devontae Adams and Matt LaFleur answering questions and talking about Jordan Love as he he's the beneficiary here. He shows up at mandatory minicamp as QB1. Here's Adams and LaFleur. What areas have you seen Jordan grow in since the last time that you saw him face to face? I can't, I truly can't answer that. I mean, I can't talk about growth over the course of, you know, an hour and a half practice. It's really tough. And that's not, I hope that doesn't come off, um, you know, snippy at all. I'm just saying it's, it's a tough position to, to really feel good about your growth. Obviously the maturity and I think the mindset, he's very locked in and I've noticed that, um, but in, in terms of throwing the ball, I mean, we get a few reps, team team cracks every day. Um, you know, I'll be able to tell over the course of maybe three days a little bit better than one. But, um, you know, even then it's going to take much more time. Probably through camp I'll be able to give a better assessment of where he's at, um, you know, or just be able to just for myself to know, honestly. So um, I, I see, like like I said, I'll say this, he's he's tapped into it. Um, I see his, his, he has a heightened awareness, and his, and his focus is definitely off the charts right now. I could tell the way he's coming in, talking to everybody. Um, you know, I hear him more last year. I felt like he kind of just blended in. This year I'm starting to feel him, and, uh, you know, it's, it's good that he's starting to step into his own, get more comfortable. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with not wanting to step on 12's toes. He needs every rep he can get right now. He's a young quarterback that was not afforded a, a preseason last year, and so uh, – give him as many as he can handle and we'll, we'll you know spell him every now and again but uh, I just think every rep that he takes is, is so valuable and, and you can learn something from both the good and the bad I, I had previously said Matt LaFleur is the one who is blameless in all of this even more blameless if that's possible in this is Jordan Love and yeah right. and let's let's have that conversation yeah, right you come out of college yeah Highly regarded, right? End up being a first-round pick, and this gets back to my anti-draft crusade. Oh, yes, it does. Do you really think Jordan Love would have picked the Green Bay Packers? Do no. you really think, of course, if not. he had the choice of which team to go to, that he would walk into this mess? And now, because Aaron isn't there, he's the guy. He's the guy, and he's acting like the guy, and he's asserting himself. Hey, I'm 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 the guy. I'm the guy. And then if Aaron Rodgers shows up for training camp, he goes back to being not the guy again. And he's he's getting jerked around by the circumstances that he didn't create. I feel bad for Jordan. Love. Yeah, I hear you. I feel worse for him than I do for Matt Lafleur. Uh, mm, I it, it, you're right. It, it's it's about equal, I guess. I do. You're right. Jordan Love, a young kid trying to find his way in the NFL, and he got thrusted into the biggest you know drama. Uh, topic we've seen in football over the last three and four years. So you're right; it's not easy. It, it's and Matt Lafleur knew. Matt Lafleur knew or should have known that he was stepping into a hornet's nest with Rodgers in the front office when he took the job. He didn't have to take the job. Exactly. He Love, knew what he was. Love had up to for. take the job. Exactly. Right. Love had no choice. That's right. Right. And you know, and 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 it is. It's a tough spot. It is. But at least he's getting his reps now. I do want to hit on some of the things I just heard from Devonte Adams. You know. Like, when he talks about growth, it's only been one practice, an hour and a half, all of those things. I believe him in that. You know, I believe him in that because he probably doesn't even know where the baseline was of where Jordan Love was at the end of the season or anything like that. They had no experience. Jordan Love was probably just doing some scout team reps, and that was it. He had no idea of, like, does he know the offense? Does he know the checks and do things like that? Let alone, the other reason I could tell you he doesn't know about growth either is because, like, he would have – I bet you they ran basic plays. Now, that's the negative about Rodgers not being there. They're not going to be able to run their offense the way it was in the NFC Championship game with Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love. The training wheels are going to be on to a degree. So, see, there's another reason why he's probably like, I don't really know the growth because – we did basics today. We ran like the basic plays of the offense, right? So he's he's got to get a feel for where the guy is all together that way too. It's young, it's raw, you know, and that's where Rodgers being away, you know, does hurt the team a little bit. Again, it's only a three day mini camp. It'd be way more concerning if it was training camp, but yeah, they do miss out on some of the things that would be a little more detailed you know, and and next-level stuff that Rodgers would be able to execute in the huddle at the line of scrimmage that they're not going to get with Jordan Love right now. 
Some of the folks who make their living covering the Packers and therefore don't want Aaron Rodgers to ever say, don't waste your time reading that crap, have chimed in with the assessment of the performance of Jordan Love. Yeah. Struggling with accuracy, 12 and 23 passing in team drills, et cetera. That, that like, sailing passes. Yeah. Listen, Look, that's a I, concerning number, Mike. I don't care, you know, what it is. When you're a starting quarterback, 12 for 23 in a practice, anything like that. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's not something you want to see. That tells you it's raw right there. And, and that's continually the, the reports I think we both have heard over the last year from about Jordan Love out of Green Bay. I don't want to go full-blown conspiracy, Mike, here, and it's impossible to comment on this without seeing the film of practice, yeah, you know, how that's close right. some of the incompletions were. Right. But, but I, I don't think you're going to have guys laying out to catch Jordan Love passes in a mandatory minicamp. No, you're not. You? You're not. You're right. You're you're not going to have and, and, guys that are going to go all out and sacrifice their body and do things like that. And yeah, it's not about you know. Again, yeah, maybe they would do that a little <laughs> more with Rodgers because they're trying to like impress him or do something like that. Certainly, but you know, again, nonetheless, listen. I know, you know some of those guys and the, the local media in Green Bay. You know, we we know them casually here and there and things like that. Not I'm not trying to disrespect and say. You know, they're not experts, but they've seen enough football for me to go, oh, well, they know what a ball means by or inaccurate and overthrowing people and things like that to where it's been a story up there about his rawness. We've heard that. And of course, things like this kind of confirm it. So we'll just see where it goes. And again, I don't want to judge it. You're right. You got to watch the film and know and things like that. But I'm going to say an NFL starting quarterback in a mandatory minicamp, 23 throws, you know, I'm going to say 25 out of the 32 starters in football are going to go like 19 to 23, 20 for 23, 21 to 23. Maybe not all great completions, but they're going to find something to make sure they executed the offense. Simple point, though, from my perspective. Yeah. If the receiver cuts off his route five yards too soon, it's going to look like an overthrow. Yeah, that's right. You're right. There's we no don't doubt. know if the mistake exactly. was made by the receiver. Exactly. And the conspiracy Mike portion of this comes into play if and when any of the receivers are, you know, not accidentally cutting off their route five yards early, so it ends up being an overthrow. I'm not ready to go there yet. Don't go there yet. But these are the same guys who ultimately are going to be catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. And the only reason I'd even have that thought is because Aaron Rodgers surely was pleased with those tweets yesterday and pleased with those numbers. It gives him more leverage in this situation than if Rod, that if Jordan Love had been perfect yesterday. I well, I think that's that, that's part of this whole power play in my opinion. I think you feel the same way. Please tell me no if you don't. But I feel like Rodgers part of the reason he's doing this is cuz he knows Jordan Love's not ready and he feels like he's kind of got them in a tough spot because they don't want to throw him out there right now. You know, you and I heard the reports that people didn't think he was ready yet and things like that last year. Uh, so, yeah, there, there, was, there was plenty of things and rumors coming out of there to know that, okay, wait, yeah, Jordan Love needs to develop and do those things. You know, Aaron Rodgers knew that. I'm sure he assessed the situation a little bit, and then he has that year, and I think that's really part of, you know, part of what he's trying to do right now and why he wants that other year of security. He's probably throwing like, oh, do you want to play with Jordan Love? Are you serious? You really want to do that? You know he's not ready. I know he's not ready. You know, that is part of it, but the Packers aren't blinking on that aspect of this yet, at least, uh, at least not now. Remember, Aaron Rodgers said to Kenny Maine 16 days ago that his MVP season threw a wrench That's in right. the plan. I know. His belief was, without saying it, he didn't say it, but if, if he thinks he's throwing a wrench in their plan by being the MVP, then the plan was, we're going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love after one year. Yeah, right. And the other side of that plan is, this guy's not ready. Good luck. Go ahead. Exactly. So the guy who was the MVP's out, you're thrust into a situation where Jordan Love is going to be the starter and he's not ready, and who's it going to make look bad? It's going to make Brian Gutekunst look bad, the guy that Rodgers reportedly wants to have fired. But that, you know, when I think of it that way, I I land at the maybe he's not showing up. Maybe this is his ultimate revenge, even though it's going to cost him more than $30 million between lost salary and bonus payback, because if he doesn't show up and they have to go with Jordan Love, and Jordan Love, as you would say, pees down his leg, all year long and isn't ready and they go four and 13 then 
Gutekunst looks like the moron. Yeah. And it's advantage Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to think that's part of Rodgers' you know, plan ultimately. But, you know, Green Bay is going to continue to to sit in the corner of we don't think you'll really sit out and miss one of the last few years of your career and all those things. So Rodgers is trying to make them squirm by going, oh, if I come, you're going to stuck with that guy. But Green Bay sitting there going, do you really want to give up one of your last few years of your prime and really like do that and we're a good football team? And I think ultimately that's where Rodgers will come back. Uh, and uh, we'll see if Jordan Love can, can get better and develop. And I'm, I'm really like – I would say out of like all the draft picks from last year, this year, new players in the NFL, whatever, Jordan Love preseason football this year – is going to mean must-watch TV because of this situation now. And it's going to be one of those, it's like, oh, Green Bay's playing? Oh, the second team's in? Let me turn on the TV. I want to watch Jordan Love. I or, the see first team. Or, or the first team. Or the first team. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> There's a story at PFT. I'm not going to get into the details now. Chris and I have talked about this a couple of times, but I thought it through yesterday. I did a little research. This isn't really a crusade. I, this is gratuitous. That's gratuitous and about 20 minutes late. Um if Rodgers is not going to show up this year, it makes a lot more sense for him to retire before camp. Retire before yeah. camp. You avoid the $50,000 per day fine, and you can actually come back at a point later in the season than if you don't show up and are put on the did-not-report list. Uh, so, and, and if he retires, people will lose their minds because the casual fan doesn't understand how easy it is to unretire, even after we've seen multiple examples of it. But retirement is is a smarter play for him but to the tune of about $2 million and being able to show up out of the blue a couple of weeks later if he goes that route. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So we'll see how it all plays out. It begins with training camp. We assume he's not going to roll into Lambeau Field either the next two days. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose quarterback directly or indirectly contributed to the situation in Green Bay because Tom Brady is treated exactly the way Aaron Rodgers would like to be treated up to and including getting a phone call yes a phone call before they drafted a quarterback in round two this year when they took Kyle Trask Brady at the Bucks mandatory minicamp here's coach Bruce Arians talking about how his starting quarterback who is there and happy to be there performed it looked fine I had to pull him out a couple I didn't the first period, I said, okay, you can have four. They kept begging to go back in. But the uh, only thing I didn't want him in was the blitz period where, you know, some guys might get around him too too quick. Yeah, the doctors and him, you know, they both they both said he was he was good to go. And, uh, you know, we'd still be careful with what we're doing with him. And uh, But, uh, yeah, trying to stop him from playing is, is pretty tough. Aaron's also said they're planning for more work out of the shotgun mm. as Brady continues to recover from this knee surgery. Hey, they're, they're in a delicate spot here because Brady himself said it was pretty serious knee surgery. There was a report. Well, hey, when we find out the details, we're going to be amazed at how Tom Brady was able to thrive despite this knee, the, the left knee, the same one that had the torn ACL first 
game of the 2008 season, the surgery on it, how big of a deal it was. Because if you do that too much, you're going to get fined by the NFL because he never showed up on the injury report with a knee injury last year. But just the fact that, that this thing has them revamping their offense to protect that knee after surgery, it tells you it was a big deal, Chris. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, it's, it's on their mind, certainly. You know, and I, what, what I'm like, what I'm like kind of interested in and want to see is, is even when his knee starts to feel better, is this something that they're going to start doing more to the shotgun? You know, I could see them doing that to a degree. Now we showed the stats. I mean, under center was pretty good, right? And last year, I mean, towards the end of the year, how many, like, I mean, how much did we talk about under the center play action pass? Look how deadly they are as a football team. You see the touchdowns interception ratio, 8.7 yards per attempt. That's a pretty good number. I mean, you know, that that play action pass was a key to them winning the Super Bowl. It really was. Now they could do it out of the shotgun, but as we talked about, you know, before, I don't think this is an effective play action pass out of the shotgun. That's why I think you're gonna hear we're gonna see the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. They're talking about infusing getting underneath the center more. But also, Mike, here's the thing. The injury, you know, what I, I, I've actually lost track. What is he going to be, 45 this year? You know, 44. Get, 44. August 3. Getting underneath the center, dropping back, doing all that, that will wear your legs out. That's There's no joke. There's not. I bet you there's a part of Brady that's a little bit like, man, I'm going to be 44. I wouldn't mind – you know, you saving me and all these run plays and play action plays and everything I got to do, get low, get underneath the center, drive out, do all that stuff. Man, it'd take a little wear and tear off me if I could just sit here in the shotgun and be in the spot already and do it and wheel and deal that way. That's where I'm, I'm interested to see if it really becomes a, a real thing within the offense, you know, consist, consistently throughout the year. We've stopped saying it because he continues to defy the biology yeah. of it but father time remains undefeated at some point tom brady will not be able to do the things he does when we see him do them we say well i guess he'll be able to keep doing them forever I, you know he can play till he's 50 i i had that thought last year holy crap look at this guy at 43 maybe he has found the the fountain of youth in florida and uh, he's just going to keep going and uh, who don't bet against him. And he's determined. And, you know, at some point, at some point, the car is going to run out of gas. Yeah, I know. It will happen. Right. And, and, and what was always told to me, and this has now been four years ago, watch his legs. We've talked about this. Yep. Watch his legs. The arms fine and will be fine. Once the legs start to go, that's when he starts getting hit. That's when he starts getting hurt. That's when he wakes up one day to take it all back to Lawrence Taylor. Remember when Lawrence Taylor got to the end of his career, he said to Bill Parcells, man, all these young guys are really fast. <laughs> no, no, they're not fast. Right. You're, You're getting slow. slow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, at some point, you know, when you can't duck and cover when you got Frank Clark coming at you full speed ahead and you take that hit, that's when it's going to end quickly. And you fall off a cliff at that point. So that's, I, you know, even though I've gotten numb to that because he keeps – yeah. Going and going and yeah, going. That possibility still looms out there that when it ends, it's going to end quickly. It, it's, it's We've seen inklings. You know, again, now he's done the the greatest job in the history of this those sport, preserving his body, prolonging it, doing those things. And then, hey, his move from New England to Tampa was masterful. He put himself in, again, another place that, you know, kind of extends the lifeline of his career. Great offensive line, you know. They he doesn't have to put himself out there physically with like a rebuilding team and get beat up and do things like that. So that's where he has been awesome and bought himself time. We talked about his arm being he's going to be able to throw lasers when he's fifty five. But I think your thing about the legs and all that is still spot on. And let's not forget, you know, the first ten weeks of the year last year, we had some moments of going like, "Ooh, it was a little shaky," and. We definitely have seen moments of when you get pressure, right, the fourth down, when you get pressure and things like that, there is still a reluctancy to get hit. And I say that not to be disrespectful because Brady is one of the toughest SOBs ever to play quarterback. But we saw it, the Green Bay game. There's a blitz. Nobody even hits him. He's falling down. He just throws it in the air. There was a number of those plays last year to at least know 
wait, you see he's very conscious of not getting hit or trying to save himself that way. And those are at least inklings. But, you know, he still keeps answering the bell and doing awesome like you're talking about. That mentality has been around for several years. It has, though. I last three, Frank four, Clark maybe. Yeah. Because it was, it was that game his last year at the Patriots. They yeah. had a chance to tie it up. And instead of standing in there, taking the hit, and delivering the strike to Julian Edelman in the end zone, he did the duck and cover, yeah. get rid of it, and roll away. And that's fun. Look, the guy is playing starting quarterback in the NFL at an age beyond which anyone ever has. And one of the ways you survive at that point that's is right. to avoid that's getting right. hit. Yeah. And, and he's avoiding getting hit at the expense of his performance. When when the Packers had the door blow open down twenty eight to ten, and he has three interceptions. I mean, just just think of what the narrative all year long, from February until now, would have been if the Buccaneers are up twenty eight to ten in the NFC Championship game against Aaron Rodgers, right? And they go for it instead of kick the field goal, right? Tie the game up, win the game in overtime. Tom Brady. Blows an 18-point lead with three interceptions, and that's the last we see of him his first year with the Buccaneers, and that's what sinks in. Yeah, and that's what we're all talking about. Oh, and he has serious knee surgery. Right? Is this the that. end? Is he ever going to be the same? The right? That's the that's the yep. conversation would be. There's no doubt, and we would be going back and visiting the the blunders that would happen during the year. He wouldn't be doing videos making fun of himself for the four finger thing. All of those. It would be. It just shows you sport, everything like it. It's amazing. You know, that was in the balance there. You're exactly right. Two guys' careers, two teams in a totally different way. You know, we would be talking about these moments about, you know, the slippage to your point. And this would be part of the point, part of the part of the reason we would bring it up. Yeah, plays I, like this. I, we never saw Brady do this physically, all that. What? What? This is gratuitous, but it's fine because it's not me. No. There it is. <laughs> I, I have no problem with gratuitous insults as long as they're not directed at me. Yeah. And even when they are, sometimes they're funny. I'm, I'm okay with it. But, yeah, I mean, it really is amazing. That one decision by Matt LaFleur. And who, who knows? Maybe they wouldn't have gotten the touchdown. Yeah, no, I Maybe know. Maybe they wouldn't have forced right. overtime. Maybe they wouldn't have won the game. But the momentum was swung in their direction. It because was. Because Tom Brady had three interceptions. Yeah. It would have been an epic It would have been an epic meltdown. I mean, really, it would have been one of the all-time meltdowns, we would have said, if Green Bay did come back to win that game. And then, of course, you know, where would Aaron Rodgers and that relationship be with Green Bay if they did get to the Super Bowl and everything? It just it changed the whole dynamic of the NFL 2021 season. All because of the NFC Championship game and the last five, you know, the last quarter of that game really dictated a lot of what we talk about this offseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, now it's all, hey, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. They got all the starters back. Yeah. They go They're going to go undefeated. And, and, and right. That, yeah. That would <laughs> definitely not be the vibe if they had if they had crashed and burned the way they could have and some would say should have against the Green Bay Packers. All right. A team that the Buccaneers dispensed with along the way the New Orleans Saints trying to adjust to life without Drew Brees we're going to talk about Jameis Winston Taysom Hill and Sean Payton's thoughts on his quarterback position when PFT Live continues right after this with the Wells Fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, how different will the offense have to be depending on who the quarterback might be? Or will they basically be doing much of the same things? Yeah, I, I think to your point earlier, I think it, it could vary based on who the quarterback is. Uh, we've always tried to look closely at the strengths of, of our players, what they do well, and we'll build a, a, a little bit around uh, that player accordingly. And, and that's something that, that that we did when Drew first arrived here and we would do with, with either of these two players. Fairly obvious point, but an important one to emphasize as the New Orleans Saints move toward picking between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, there will be different plays based upon the skill sets of the two individuals. Taysom Hill, a guy that you can do a lot more quarterback running with, and uh, Jameis Winston, a more traditional quarterback. So, yeah, and and some coaches dread the idea of that because oh, you basically shot. have to maintain two separate playbooks, right, right? Right. Sean Payton loves it. He loves it because his players know how to run the plays, and they'll deal with the stress of having two different playbooks, and he'll be able to go to whichever one he wants based upon whoever he decides is going to be the quarterback for the season or for a month or for a game. It's why he's one of the great coaches of the era. He's definitely one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of the sport. It's all that because he's not one of those coaches that's like, this is my offense and this is what I do and you guys are going to fit into that. Okay, great. I bet you if he had that approach, he would have been fired years ago. But he evaluates his team, his players, you know, the current status of his quarterback, and then he formulates the offense around it, you know. So he's always been able to do that, and that's what the great offensive minds do. With, like, Taysom and and Jameis Winston, you know, seven on seven today, the pass plays will look exactly the same. There's going to be no difference. They get on an 11-11 portion of the practice, yes, it's going to look different. Taysom Hill's going to have some of those quarterback design run plays and things like that, but there's no doubt. I mean, depending, he'll – He'll toy with all his different ideas for both guys throughout training camp. And as he gets through training camp and gets a better feel for who's in the leader house to be the starter and all that, (laughs) he's going to continue to grow that part of the offense. Oh, it's Taysom Hill. Wait, let's grow the quarterback runs, the play action passes, everything off of it, and continue to get that better. If it's Jameis Winston, yeah, they'll probably be more of a drop back pass you know, surgical, but yet down the field attack that he didn't have the last few years with Drew Brees that he'll be able to add in the office with Jameis Winston that way. So that's where it'll be different. But I bet you he kind of loves the challenge of this. An an example of why the point you made about system is so spot on. Tony Dungy tells the story of interviewing for a new offensive coordinator during the time that he was in Tampa Bay. And simple question, what's your plan for Mike Allstott and work done? And there were candidates who said they I got my system. I don't know. You know, they run my system. That's not the right answer. No. The right answer is you tailor your system right. to suit who you have. Right. And that's what Peyton is is such a genius at doing, among many other things. Peyton also addressed yesterday the receivers because it's Michael Thomas plus eh, who knows. Here he is talking about the guys that they have available to catch the passes from whoever the quarterback may be. Sean, you've spoken in the past about like the emphasis you guys put on development. Um, how would you kind of assess that uh, the development of that young receiver core kind of behind Mike Thomas? Um, you know, the guys coming up the last couple of years. They're doing well. They're doing very well. And and part of that was, you know, a, a number of those guys played more snaps last year because of injury. And uh, and I'm encouraged. I, I like the way that room is is coming together. Um, you know, there, there are a few guys that got more snaps a year ago because of some of our depth issues, and, and I think that's that's helped them. Yeah, hey, that's one of the benefits of Michael Thomas missing so much time last year. Other guys getting a chance to step up. Now, Emmanuel Sanders not there anymore. He's in Buffalo, but you got some of these other guys going to have to step up and get it done, and uh, they're going to be working with a new quarterback. This is going to be one of the biggest challenges 
for Sean Payton of his career. And I would assume he finds it, Chris, incredibly invigorating. I, I would think so, too. I mean, you know, usually great coaches do. They like these kind of challenges and you're challenged their creative part of their brain to come up with ideas and all that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a unproven part of the roster right now. Yeah, Michael Thomas, we know. His star, stud. Okay. Traquan Smith, I think, is a guy that's up and coming. There's no doubt about that. They got Deontay Harris, who they can kind of use as a weapon-type guy. I would expect to see him a little bit. And I'm missing one guy. There's the Marquez Callaways guys. Yeah, they got so they got some guys that kind of got to develop as we go. And, you know, one of the things that, like, when I look at that, too, and, again, this is just a base, like, June thought, right? But when I look at that and we talk about receivers and everything like that, that, to me, again, is another thing where I look at it. I think it's advantage Taysom Hill there. Because Taysom Hill's ability to run can give some of these other receivers not named Michael Thomas maybe some more favorable looks and matchups and make things like life a little easier on them than, oh, hey, it's Jameis Winston and they're going to drop back and pass and we know it's going to be that too. So that would be one thing that at least comes across my mind when you evaluate the, the Saints roster in this situation. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we return, Chris is going to be very happy with his next segment. The NFL apparently sees the need, the need for weed. Oh. PFT Live. Right after I'll this, be back. Up. I'm here. <laughs> I'll be right back. National Football League and the union partnering to fund $1 million each in up to five different pilot research projects aimed at looking for pain relief alternatives for the National Football League based on cannabis, cannabinoids, marijuana, embracing the reality that this substance can finally be used as, as a way to maybe avoid the Toradols of the world, right. the narcotics of the world that can have real long-term serious side effects. Albert Hainsworth thought that you know his kidneys were shot right. because of Toradol. Now, there's a difference between him believing that and it actually being proven, but, but these medications, these strong narcotics, have real side effects that can affect lives down the road. The marijuana plant and the various things about it that can help yeah. with pain management. Hey, you know, the NFL had been so hung up on it for so long, and we've seen a softening of the league's approach toward players who test positive for recreational use, but may, maybe maybe we're inching toward some reality where the NFL understands that this is something that can be used to help their players get through the grind of, of practicing and playing professional football. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's a positive. I mean, again, it, it feels like the whole country at least is finally getting there for, for this conversation here that there is a lot of positives still to be had here, you know, and, and hey, yeah. I mean, of course, smoking marijuana, it definitely helps with pain management. I mean, I've got back issues. I've had it. When I smoke some weed, they feel it feels better. It relaxes, you know, then maybe I could stretch or realign it, get it in the right way. Like, yeah, players, players, this would be a much welcomed avenue. And we're seeing, you know, more marijuana THC products being used for rehabilitation, muscle relaxation, you know, CBD oils. Of course, I have some friends who go, oh, it's awesome. It works great. Other friends where they say it doesn't work as great. But either way, yeah, let's continue to research. I know one thing. I know too many ex-players, um, whether it be my dad's era or even my own era, who feel like their stomach is messed up from the years of prescription drugs within the NFL. You know, whether that was taking something to mask pain, you know, before a game or doing something like that, or then you're on the plane flight. And I know I did this a handful of times. You know, I'm on the plane flight home. I sprained my ankle in the game. It's swollen. I got nothing in my stomach. Anti-inflammatories. Boom. I'm, I'm swallowing three or four, right, and doing stuff like that. So that's where it's another, I think, positive here overall for NFL players if the NFL can, can fight this good fight here. And we've talked before about the problems of masking pain 
That, that's not good. That's not it's good. It's dealing with the pain. It's right. causing the pain to subside so that you can continue to function. That's what the NFL should be trying to do. So they, they put out a request for proposal where the idea is to find companies out there by incentivizing the process with up to a million dollars each for five different projects, getting people to be creative, to do the research, to find ways to help the NFL solve its problem. And it's it's smart. It creates kind of a competition and whoever shows that that they've got the right idea, they get the funding, they do the research, and maybe the NFL trips over something that can be used to help improve the lives day in and day out of the football players who are out there putting themselves in harm's way every single day. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, quarterback countdown continues. 23 and 22 get discussed on this Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.